So the story of getting to know the Prophet ﷺ in person starts from Jum'ah, starts from the Friday prayer. And I want you to imagine the day of Friday going to the masjid and anticipating that the Prophet ﷺ is about to come out to give the khutbah. What state is your heart in? How excited are you to listen to him ﷺ? And how are you going to be looking at him ﷺ when he's giving the khutbah? The Prophet ﷺ taught us to treat Jum'ah, to treat Friday like a special occasion. He said, that this is a day of Eid that Allah has given to the Muslims. Treat it special. He said, make sure that you do ghusl, that you take a shower, that you perfume yourselves, that you use the siwak. And the Prophet ﷺ would take that advice himself. So when he would come to Salat al-Jum'ah ﷺ, he would come fresh from his ghusl and he used to wear his best perfume on that day and he would make sure that he lets it touch every part of his body. And he had a fresh siwak وسلم, a fresh toothbrush that he would brush his teeth with on the day of Friday. And he used to wear his best clothes on two occasions. One of them was when receiving a delegation. The second one was for giving khutbatul al-Jum'ah. And that's why Umar al-Khattab one time he saw a silk robe for sale and he thought this would look great on the Prophet for Jum'ah and weft for Friday prayer and for receiving the delegation. So he bought it and he takes it to the Prophet and the Prophet responds to him, thanking him, but saying this is prohibited for the Muslims. So Umar says, I took that silk robe and I gave it to one of my brothers who still was not yet a Muslim. The Prophet said, if the only thing you can afford in terms of your clothes, other than your day clothes, is another outfit for Jum'ah, then buy it for Jum'ah in wajad sa'ah if you're able to find the ability to do so. So he comes out وسلم, and he comes to the minbar and he sits and he gives his salam and he's carrying a staff وسلم, and Bilal anhu stands up to give the adhan. As you are sitting in that masjid of the Prophet ﷺ, at that time, people are not taking the walls first. You know, I, I know that people like to go to the wall first. At the time of the Prophet ﷺ, you don't want to do that. The Prophet ﷺ said, attend the khutbah. And he said, wadnu min al-imam. Sit as close as you can to the imam, for a man keeps himself away until he will be left behind at the time of entering Jannah, even though he enters into it. The Prophet ﷺ, is sitting on the minbar and people are crowded around him But you don't come in and start jumping over people or else the Prophet will tell you to sit in your place. There was a man that once walked in when the Prophet had started his khutbah and he started to climb over the people so that he could be as close as possible. And the Prophet said, Ajlis faqad adayta wa anayta. He said, sit down where you are because you've harmed the people and you've come late. Now, as the Messenger of Allah stands up, to begin his khutbah. One of the things that's remarkable about sitting in the khutbah of the Prophet ﷺ is that he's maintaining the sight of every single person in the masjid. He's not losing any sense of control over the room, nor of those that are entering into the room. Abu Qais who said, I came to the masjid and the Prophet ﷺ was giving a khutbah. So I stood listening to him standing in the sun and the Prophet ﷺ motioned to me to go sit in a particular shaded area. You have the story of Sulaik al-Ghatafani who the Prophet ﷺ told to stand up and pray two rak'ahs. 
And some of the narrations suggest that the Prophet wanted people to see how poor he was so that they could give to him without him having to ask after the Jum'ah. So the Prophet has this command of the room as he is standing, he is situating everyone in a particular way. And there is a scene as well of Al-Hasan wal Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhumah coming towards the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he's giving the Jum'ah. A very uh, beautiful narration that Al-Hasan wal Hussein come to the Prophet sallallahu as he is standing on the menbar and they're both little cute kids and they're wearing these red garments and they're tripping over the garments as they're running towards the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And as you know, if a child is running towards the Imam, uh, you can imagine the way that everyone in the masjid is looking at those children. Rasulullah he stops in the middle of his khutbah, he gets down, he picks up Al-Hasan wal Hussein. he says, fitna. He said, your wealth and your children are a fitna, I couldn't resist myself. And he would even praise them and he would make dua for them. And then he would sit down on the minbar and he would put Al-Hasan wal Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhuma on his lap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, what was the khutbah of the Prophet like? So you're sitting there, he's in complete command of the room, you're in complete awe of him as he's wearing his best clothes and has his best appearance sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The Prophet sallallahu would give these reminders about life and death alayhi salatu wasallam. And there is a particular narration from Umm Hisham, the daughter of Al-Harith ibn Nu'man. She said, I memorized Surah Qaf from the mouth of the Prophet just from attending his Salatul Jum'ah because he used to talk about Qaf, Surah Qaf, every single Jum'ah. And we know that that Surah is about life and death. So just from attending the Jum'ah, she memorized that Surah from the mouth of the Prophet on the minbar. And the Sahaba were around the Prophet with their hearts ready to receive the reminders about life and death as if they had birds on top of their heads, meaning they were sitting still, listening to the Prophet talking about life and death. And he used his hands a lot to describe what he was talking about. So his words were crisp and articulate. He used to repeat things up to three times sallallahu alayhi wasallam. You could see in his eyes and hear in his tone what matches what he says. So if he's speaking about something that induces happiness, you see it in his eyes and you hear it in his voice. If he's speaking about something that induces anger or sadness, it's in his eyes and it's in his voice sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam uses his hands to really deliver the point. So when he describes the believers like a building, the Prophet sallallahu he puts his hands together like this. When he warns about the tongue sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he points to his mouth. When the Prophet sallallahu speaks about opening the door of Jannah, the Prophet sallallahu makes the hand motion for opening the door of Al-Jannah. He would point to the heavens often sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he used to use many parables alayhi salatu wasallam, amthal, analogies, so that you could get the point that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was seeking to deliver. He was described as being as eloquent and as deep as the depth of the ocean sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And you, you really have to take in this moment as you're listening to him as an orator sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is the most recorded man in history and he never had a prepared speech. How many thousands and thousands and thousands of sayings of the Prophet do we have? And the Prophet did not have cues. The Prophet did not have prepared speeches. He just came out and he would remind people from the heart and they knew him which made it so much more effective. 
So as you're sitting there in the masjid and you're listening to him speak about the reality of life and death and about the hereafter, you know, nowadays the, the sound system goes out and it means something. The sound system at the time of the Prophet went out for another reason. Asma'a said that one time we the women could not hear the Prophet khutbah anymore because of the amount of crying from the Sahaba, from the male companions in front of us as the Prophet was speaking. And we were so interested in hearing what the Prophet was talking about that we started to stop the men after the khutbah on their way out. And we asked, what was it that the Prophet talked about that led you to this way? And the Prophet was talking about the trials of the grave. صلى الله عليه وسلم <تصفيق>